0: I'm Julianne Lynn Hatton, and you're listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. This series will discuss the Prophet Joseph Smith and the authenticity of the gospel he restored. I'll be speaking with Michael R. Ash, author of the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Good evening, Michael Ash.
1: Hi, Julianne.
0: How are things going?
1: Things are going very well, thank you.
0: You've written a piece recently called Bamboozled by the CES Letter.
1: Yes, it's a, a free PDF file that you can get from Freer Mormon blog. And uh, I, I spend probably about 150 or 175 pages addressing of, I would say almost a, I don't want to say viral, but there's a very popular uh, anti-Mormon piece out there that's known as the CES letter and it's being passed around and uh, targeted uh, to the young adults of the church. And a lot of people that are coming in contact with it uh, don't know necessarily what to do with the information. Some people are struggling, so I thought I'd write a rebuttal. And uh, I did make it available on Amazon in, in a Kindle format. Uh, they forced me to charge a fee, so it's at 99 cents. I didn't have any control over that. But if you want a PDF file, it's available, like I said, from the Fair Mormon blog. And and I try to address all the pertinent information in there and and show that there's logical and reasonable responses to the arguments made in the CES letter.
0: Well, a dollar is about the price of a Coca-Cola at McDonald's, right?
1: (laughs) That's true, yep.
0: Also, I have noticed that a lot of young people really have been shaken by the CES letter.
1: Right. I think mostly because... As a younger generation, they probably haven't heard some of this stuff before. Uh, It's not something that's discussed in seminary or institute or Sunday school or, or, you know, uh, any of the church curriculum, only because it really doesn't have anything to do with how we can make our lives better and more Christ-like. And they're kind of peripheral issues. But for somebody that encounters them for the first time, especially in a negative context, as is presented in the CES letter, they can be troubling.
0: Well, I've read Bamboozle by the CES letter, and what I was impressed with is it's very easy to read.
1: Well, thanks. That's what I was hoping to accomplish with it.
0: It's concise, and you also use a sense of humor, which I appreciate without going overboard.
1: Thank you. Thanks.
0: Let's move on to your book, of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. OK. Today, we're talking about the 400-year bachtun.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, an interesting correlation between uh, Mesoamerican timekeeping and what we find in the Book of Mormon.
0: Describe a baktun first of all.
1: The Mayan were very obsessed with time and measurements and they had observatories and they they knew quite a bit really, especially uh, they knew more than than some other ancient societies around the the world and one of the things that they had in their time-obsessed measurements was a 400-year interval known as a baktun, And then the baktun was made up of, uh, of 20-year sub-intervals known as a katun, And so, y- y- just like we have years and months, well, well, they had different ways of measuring time, but one of the large pieces was a baktun, and one of the smaller pieces that made this up was a 20-year interval, uh, the katun.
0: Now, the Nephites prophesied in the Book of Mormon that within 400 years after the coming of Christ that the people would turn to wickedness and then be destroyed. How does this correlate with the Bakhtun?
1: Well, it's an interesting correlation because uh, you have a very important prophecy, this time frame from one event to another event when something important was going to take place. And this is pretty much how the Mayan would have tried to designate uh, timekeeping as well that they use these chunks of time and in this case a very large chunk of 400 year period to note between one event and another and, and what also makes this interesting is that like I said the katun was a, a sub interval in the Bakhtun and it was 20 year cycles and, and in Moroni 10.1 uh, we read when Moroni bids us farewell he says 420 years following the sign that he bids us farewell since the coming of Christ. So once again, he's using uh, some sort of designator that was recorded in the reformed Egyptian that very likely could have been a symbol for 400 plus to 20 years. And we find exactly that type of a, a character designation from the ancient Mayan, 400 Bakhtun and 20 Khatun years.
0: Would Joseph Smith have known anything about this?
1: There's no way he could have known about this. It, it, it's it's much more believable that an angel delivered the plates than that Joseph Smith could have known about it. This just would have been impossible.
0: Thank you, Michael Ash.
1: Thank you, Julianne.
0: Thanks for listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne Dillon Hatton, inviting you to keep the faith. Michael R. Ash is the author of the book, Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and Reason is produced by Tom Hatton with music courtesy of Arthur Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org.